Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kuwan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Babies, the language of letting go. And the topic is finding balance. The goal of recovery is balance, that precious middle ground. Many of us have gone from one extreme to another, years of taking care of everyone but ourselves, followed by a time of refusing to focus on anyone's needs but our own. Yeah, I think this is, um, you know, a trap that, you know, I could fall into because I think at a certain point, I didn't think I could barely be responsible for myself, rather, um, you know, <laughs> never mind others. And then I think as I got into recovery, I kind of became a healthier person in my family. I think that, you know, I went from, you know, the lost child back to like that hero golden child that I was somehow groomed for, you know, uh, which in a lot of ways felt a lot health, unhealthier. Back to the reading. We may have spent, and, and I would emphasize the reason I turned my life is because recovery is a superpower, uh, you know, when actively working a program. We may have spent years refusing to identify, feel, and deal with our feelings, followed by a period of absolute obsession with every trace of emotional energy that passes through our body. It's such a privilege to read this stuff. She's so good. Um, back to the reading. We may succumb to powerlessness, helplessness, and victimization. Then we swing to the other extreme by aggressively wielding power over those around us. We can learn to give to others while taking responsibility for ourselves. We can learn to take care of our feelings as well as our physical, mental, and spiritual needs. We can nurture the quiet confidence of owning our power as equals in our relationships with others. Reminds me of the uh, 12 and 12 line of being a worker among workers. Back to the reading. The goal of recovery is balance, but sometimes we get there by going to extremes. Today, I will be gentle with myself, understanding that sometimes to reach the middle ground of balance, I need to explore the peaks and valleys. Sometimes the only way I can extricate myself from a valley is to jump high enough to land on a peak and then slowly ease myself down. And I think that is like that. You know, I just had a very rigid outlook on life, a rigid outlook on recovery. And this is, feels more of like the flow and just the fact that that life is a bunch of problems. And then reframing that word from problems to opportunities you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a new pair of glasses, um, I think that Chuck C. says. The next reading is also from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is letting go of guilt. There's a good trick that people in dysfunctional relationships use, said one recovering woman. The other person does something wrong, something inappropriate or wrong, then stands there until you feel guilty and end up apologizing. I do that. I used to do that a lot. Um, not as much now, and also, you know, God willing, make amends when I do do that. Back to the reading. It's imperative that we stop feeling so guilty. Much of the time, and I do feel that I get this from family members, particularly my dad. Much of the time, the things we feel guilty about are not our issues. Hmm. Another person behaves inappropriately or in some way violates our boundaries. We challenge the behavior, and the person gets angry and defensive, then we feel guilty. Yeah, I think. It's especially when you're like changing behaviors, you know, guilt can prevent us from setting boundaries that would be in our best interest and in other people's best interests. Guilt can stop us from taking healthy care of ourselves. And, you know, reading this reminds me of, you know, Stephen Pressfield's awesome book on creativity and more of the art and, uh, you know, stuck blocks. And I realized that like my resistance towards setting and enforcing boundaries and defining them, that's a lot of resistance. And, 
in a lot of ways, that is one of the things that needs to be taken care of first, not last. Back to the reading. We don't have to let others count on the fact that we'll always feel guilty. We don't have to allow ourselves to be controlled by guilt, earned or unearned. We can break through the barrier of guilt that holds us back from self-care. Push, push harder. We're not at fault, crazy or wrong. We have a right to set boundaries and to insist on appropriate treatment. We can separate another's issues from our issues and let the person experience the consequences of his or her own, own behavior, including guilt. We can trust ourselves to know when our boundaries are being violated. Today, I will let go of my big and little guilty feelings. Light and love are on my side. And now we move to ACA, strengthening my recovery. And wow, sweet topic, taking a risk. Talking about our feelings is a risk. However, this is a risk worth taking because the rewards are great. Where, it is, where is it safe to talk about our secret fears, our perceived shortcomings and our doubts about our own sanity? Certainly not in a dysfunctional home, certainly not in a, in a school system, certainly not in a workplace. I mean, wow, what a gift the rooms have been for, for me um, in my life. You know, it's just, it's changed everything. There's not like one aspect of my life where I feel like it hasn't affected. Back to the reading. It's kind of like an addiction where that like hurts every aspect of your life too. Uh, back to the reading. Our higher power gave us a group of ACAs who listen to our feelings and do not judge us. Our ACA fellow travelers feel what we feel and share many of our same doubts and are often misguided perceptions. They do so without trying to fix us and without telling us to get over it. Don't be so sensitive. Their hands are stretched, outstretched to newcomers who take the risk of walking through the meeting doors to tell their secrets. It is very difficult not to believe in a higher power when we walk into the rooms of ACA and see the unconditional love we display to one another. The ability to share our feelings in this safe environment moves us toward the rewards of the program. We experience the miracle of learning to love ourselves and we project a new image to the world. On this day, I know that at ACA, I can risk sharing my innermost feelings. They will be met with acceptance. And the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery and another great one, trait one, although I don't like this one. And we became isolated and afraid of people and authority figures. Big Red Book, page 10. That is the first one. And, you know, say the opposite of, you know, addiction is connection and isolation and addiction a lot of times can go hand in hand. Back to the reading. So many of us shut down and hide because of our fear of people and authority figures, right? Like not being able to be who I want to be around authority figures and, and hence living a much smaller life than is right-sized. Back to the reading. Most of this fear stems from the way we were treated when we were young. Yep. Understandably, what I like most though, because there was stuff in, you know, in the school systems as well. You know, it's particularly when you move around, you're going to deal with good and bad. And I think as a kid, Particularly from a dysfunctional family, you believe the bad more so than the good. Back to the reading. Understandably, what we learned as children carries over into most everything we do. Fear of our partner or boss, fear of success or failure, fear of conflict. The list can seem endless. Our childhood authority figures, our parents were often physically, not physically in my case, but verbally or emotionally abusive. I didn't even know what emotionally abusive was until, you know, two years into recovery. 
one thing many of us thought we learned for sure if anything went wrong it was our fault yeah i remember like yeah i remember that being reinforced too like even in like this you know this job that i had in college while working the ACA steps with a sponsor, we gradually and bravely uncovered the traumatic moments from our childhood that made such lasting impressions. No wonder we were scared. No wonder we held our breath and squeezed our muscles tight. Knowing what happened is what leads the change. Knowing what happens is what leads the change. One follows the other for a reason. All of our work bears fruit. At some point, the clouds open up and the sun shines through. We get it. We don't have to live in fear anymore. Freedom feels terrific. Thank you, higher power. On this day, I acknowledge the fears I've carried for most of my life and I remind myself that I'm now safe. I take deep breaths and feel gratitude for the people in my life who are kind and loving. And that concludes today's readings of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is to feel my feelings and to approve and love myself. That last one is a shout out to Louise Hayes.